Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. What's up, San Diego? Welcome in to another edition of Gwen and Chris, a.k.a. Gwen and Scraby. Because Chris is out of town. Yeah, he got DFA. D- <laughs> he got designated. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's on assignment. Um, hope he's uh, enjoying himself. He will be happy to return to ESPN. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, oh, yeah. we've been going back and forth. We haven't really – I haven't – we haven't spoken to Chris, but we've had to make contact because of our um, Gwen and Chris NFL pick'em. Gwen and Chris NFL pick'em picks had to be in today, so I, I know that he is having. He must be having a good time because it takes him about two hours to respond to my picks. Well, like, I don't know if that's a good time or him just trying to figure out how to how respond to it. <laughs> yeah, Touché. off the air, Tony. Before he left, he was very concerned about the uh, Gwen and Chris NFL pick'em picks, and I was like, Chris, it's okay. He was like. I think I'm going to have to have you just pick them for me. I'm like, I don't want that pressure, number one. (laughs) Number two, it is 2023, and we can speak while you're halfway around the world. You know he would be talking crazy, too, if you made some bad picks. Oh, my God. You you would never hear the end of it. Well, this has an asterisk to it, so it's just... (laughs) That does sound like something he would say. Uh, Padres. How about that? Won a series against the Dodgers for the first time, I believe, since 2021. That's awesome. And, it really and, is. And I take you back to that time. You probably couldn't tell a Padre fan anything at that point. Mm-hmm. That that was about, I want to say it was May-ish or June of 2021. Of 2021. So they that were was, still playing well. They were playing really well. It, it was like, that was at like the peak of them playing well, I think, that season. Yeah. And I, you know, that was, I think that was when Jesse and I started to do the uh, the moments you know, oh, how yes. we were, like, counting these moments. Yes, yeah, I do remember that. I think that. that was right around the time it started um, because you had the the Padres come back from that crazy deficit. They went in in extra innings. They take, I think it was two of three from the Dodgers at the time. And uh, that was the last time the Padres enjoyed that success against that team. And, uh, uh, you know, not with not counting the playoffs in which they had a ton of success. Yeah, regular but, season success. But regular season. And so without... Xander Bogarts in the lineup without Manny Machado in the lineup. Padres put it on him, too. I was pretty impressed last night because that's not, you know, number one. You got to hold it down. I got to get a different chair. This chair's not going to work on <laughs> <Okay. huh? laughs> Number one, the uh, Padres came into the game with that lineup without two of their stars. And number two, Blake Snell is trying to 
trying to go for a Cy Young, and he needs a win. He needs the defense to play well behind him. He needs some offense behind him, and they were able to come up with some offense last night. Blake Snell, again, I think he had a one-hitter. Blake's, yeah, he gave a one-hit in the first to Mookie, uh, to Mookie Betts. And then struck out eight, too. It took him uh, about six batters, I think, before he decided, okay, I'm going to start punching guys now. <laughs> uh, you know, what's... what's that might have been – I mean, you think about what he did on that road trip there. He beat the Astros. Yeah. Gave up two runs in that. Only still, win of that series, Right, too. the only win of that series. And then he, he dominated the Dodgers last night. And, you know, that might have – to me, that that's one of his most impressive performances given the lineup and the team he was facing. Circumstances. I mean, he had a really good performance against his former team, the Rays, earlier. He did. Where, he did. I, I don't know. I don't think he walked anybody that day. But Strange this for is, him. Right. <laughs> he only had one last night. That's how That's how dialed in uh, Blake was. And he, he certainly bolstered his uh, resume. On the flip side, Zach Gallon had a rough one. Yes, he did. And so his, his ERA ballooned to like 3-5. And so, I mean, 2-4-3 is where Blake Snell is. He goes six innings, and he probably, at 91 pitches, he probably could have gone a little bit longer, but why push the gas right there? He's already had a phenomenal outing. Um, and he's probably got about three more three more of those. Three more starts. Now, I think he's the leader right now, but I don't think it's sold up at this point. I, I think with three starts to go, and as we just saw Zach Gallen have a have a bad one, it can, makes your numbers look completely different. Uh he just needs to do what he's been doing these next three, and I think he's. I think he should be the the head honcho going into the, the clubhouse. Well, the uh, Vegas odds agree with you. Mm. He has now taken the lead in Vegas odds. I think he's at minus three fifty. I have uh, more information on that in the big or not the big five, the daily gambit. I think he did win himself the Cy Young last night. Now you think I he know, won it. I know it? there's some wiggle room. I yes. I was just gonna say. Uh, I think it's a two-player, two-guy race right it's now. It's him and Steele. And Steele. And Steele hasn't had a bad one in a little he bit. He has not. And the Cubs also and are winning. in it. Yes. So I don't know how the Cy Young voters are go- like how they're going to determine who had a better season, but I think that Blake Snell won it last night because he is pitching lights out on a team that is not winning very often this year. And if he's doing, I mean, he's, what? what is it? I have a stat here that is pretty crazy. Oh, last 20 starts for Padres, Blake Snell, 1.31 ERA, 12.54 Ks per nine. He's the first pitcher in history to have a sub-150 ERA with a 12.5 plus K per nine over 20 start span. Yeah, his numbers are insane. And he's gotten better throughout the season. And I personally think the whole walks things actually bolsters his his resume, right? Like, he's going to lead the league in walks. He's definitely going to do it because, as I told you yesterday, uh, Kopech moved to the bullpen, so he's not going to be able to rack him up like he had been. (laughs) Um, But the fact that he's walking dudes and he's still going to have the lowest ERA, he's not, it doesn't matter. It's it's baked into the cake. It doesn't matter that he's walking people. Yeah, that that's even more impressive, as I said. I think it it actually, in some ways, makes his, his argument... Even stronger. On the other side, though, my my mind went here last night. Is that Padres really are not going to re-sign him this season because he keeps pitching better <laughs> and he keeps putting more on his resume that what Alvin Gonzalez said yesterday nine figures is what's coming his way. So now that's, that's the sad we, part. I don't think anybody knows where that number starts, but we certainly um, 
who we have the other day? Oh, uh, Matt Snyder. Yes. Uh, he didn't think the number was 200. That's right, yeah. He didn't think the number was 200. If it is 200, even if it's just below that, I mean, can the Padres bring him back? If it's just below 200, I mean, I mean when I say when I say just below, I'm saying like 190, 195. I mean, it's not 199.99. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just. I'm saying. I'm not saying like 175. You know, I'm saying close close to that 200 number. How many years are we talking? That is, the, I think that is the the main question. What is what is Blake looking for? Blake is Blake will be 31, I believe, at the end of the year, right? Uh, yeah, he is 30 he'll be, right now. He'll be 31. All right, when he goes into his next season, I believe he'll be 31, and so. At 31, how many years are you comfortable with? We just went over DeGrom, who yeah. was, was, what, 29? Was he 30? He Jacob might, DeGrom? I think been... he's like 34. Maybe okay. I'm he way got, wrong. He, he got how many years? I'm looking right now. He's 35. He's 35. Uh, okay, so. He got five for 185, which gives him an AAV of around uh, 37 I'm not, million. I'm not concerned about the AAV, but he got five. For 185. For 185 and then at a the club age of option. 34. At the age of 34, correct. But Padres kind of And he just had com- a lot more risk. Yeah, I, I would say so. But the Padres kind of co- just committed $108 million yeah, well, to you, Darvish. Yeah, no. I. I it seems it would – I've said this before and been wrong, so I want you to say that with that caveat. <laughs> it seems unlikely. It does. I say three for 90. Three for ninety. That, that reaction I just gave you is the is same reaction he, he would give. Oh well, you. his, his age is Scott Boris. Come on, so, um, three for ninety. Scott Boris doesn't <laughs> start unless it has one hundred in front of it. No, that, you know what? I shouldn't say that. Three for ninety. That's thirty mil AAV. Uh, but he's looking for security. This I is his last so. big deal. I would, I would think. think so. I would think so. So I would think. He's not thinking short-term. I think he's thinking long-term. And if he's thinking long-term, I would say that it seems, seems unlikely that he could be, that they could bring him back. But maybe he really loves San Diego. And he'll take a 57, or 50 to $75 million he discount. Got, he got a little TG Senior in him? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah maybe. I, I, you know, I hope so. That would be great. That would be great, but I don't know that it's going to happen. I, 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 I'm... Willing to almost guarantee that that's not the case. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, another great performance by him. Padres off today. Resume their three-city road trip. Second to last one of the year in Oakland on Friday. Um, yeah, I'll be joining the team tomorrow. Um, I decided to stay home with Scrabe and oh, come into you. the studio and have a have a real interaction as it opposed is, to Zoom. You know, it, it's, people ask me about this all the time. How hard is it to do the show with Tony on Zoom? And we've gotten used to it, obviously, because it's been the last three years you know, of our I, lives. Honestly, what, what made this doable, unfortunately, was the pandemic. But that is true. Because we were doing it from home. From home pretty much every day. Every day. And we and, and you know, some people were like, Okay, well audio quality doesn't need to be that great, so we can put you wherever you want. But <laughs> right. you're also connected to like professional Padres line, so right, that's good. Right. But they asked me, like, how hard is it? I'm like, Oh, it's it's difficult at times, but we've gotten used to it. But in studio is a completely different experience it's, for this it's, show. It's 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 a lot easier. Uh, it's more just, fun. It's more it's usually more fun. Although we have a pretty good time on We do, on Zoom. we do. Uh Nonetheless, that is um, kind of where we're at today. Uh, we do have some football, not Thursday night football, but we got some Navy football. Navy uh, midshipmen play, face the Memphis Tigers. Yes, that's tonight. true. Tonight, mm-hmm. 
Navy, Navy at Memphis. You'll hear it here on 97.3 The Fan. Of course, there is Thursday night football popping tonight. Who's playing, by the way? It's the uh, Vikings at the Eagles. I got anybody in those teams? I don't think so. Uh, I have DeAndre Swift, who did nothing for me last week. Uh, Rashad <laughs> Penny our, was both a... Both of our guys. All, all of our guys did nothing last week. Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch last week. It's concerning. So that is concerning. I hope that his knee's feeling good or whatever the heck he hurt last year. But he was on fire I mean, a couple times in his career. Uh, at the end of the day, Chris drafted him. So that this probably doesn't bode well for him. No, he yeah, also course, drafted J.K. Dobbins, so and it already has it. Bold, well, Should I go into well. the chat that we have going right now and say, Chris, did you know that J.K. Dobbins tore his Achilles? Oh, because he was to gone. When it happened. Yeah, he was gone. He was on a plane. <laughs> he has to know. This dude is a psychopath about his he about is. his team. He, he's definitely checked by now. Yeah, because he's like giving us odds from right. wherever he's at. I know he's you know, at like it. 3 in the morning. Uh, we got a Gwen and Chris uh, NFL pick em later on in the show. Radio Rate the radio call comes back. A little some football calls finally. Yeah. Oh, the Bengals didn't do anything, so I'm sure we won't, no we won't guy, hear unfortunately. We won't hear from Cincinnati. It would be great to just play the entire broadcast <laughs> if they're being like, oh, just over and over. Uh, special guest, David, Dr. David Child joins us. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Rodgers situation, maybe get a little more insight on uh, on Manny and and, and, Darvish. and Hugh Darvish with the injuries that they're dealing with. Time I'm going to be self-serving and, and ask about Travis Kelsey for uh, my fantasy of course, league. Of course you but, will. But, yeah, the Manny tennis, tennis elbow, the Hugh Darvish yeah, stuff so going he, on. Yeah, so he can give us some, some clarity uh, on, on some of that stuff. So. Uh, we're rolling along here. Let's uh, take our first break. When we come back, conversation, uh, at least I heard a little piece of the conversation this morning about Juan Soto to the designated hitter spot. We'll talk a little bit about that. Had our first, I would say, executive firing uh, Mm, here today, and so we'll get into that a little bit. Red Sox changing directions. The Tampa tree doesn't bear fruit all the time. At least, not. At least, at least the first time. Don't around. tell Jeff Passan that though, because he's he seems very angry about that. They're firing. Fire. Here's his tweet, real quick, oh, before man. we go to break. He said, "Over the 15 year stretch during which they won four World Series, here were the Boston Red Sox payroll ranks in those years: second, second, third, first. Over the last four years, they have been under the CBT three times, and their payroll this year is 11th. But it was the GM's fault." Oh, that does. He seem, is feeling some type of way. He's a reporter, seem, that though. Do, you know, I, I was, I, I was, I was told a couple weeks ago that you know reporters aren't supposed to have a dog in the fight. I think that's what some of the commentary about Dion asking guys if they believe. This <laughs> this kind of seems along uh, like having a dog in a fight. Now he's not. He's he's is the information he has on there is not. Wrong. wrong. It's not wrong. It shouldn't they, be the GM's fault. They, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying the facts that he that he oh, listed yeah, in terms yeah. of the payroll. It has not been the same payroll when they were, you know, when Don Orsillo was one of the voices and they were getting the championships off off it. So it's a fair point, but it does seem like he has a, a little personal. But it was the GM's fault. Uh, you know, there it is. <laughs> More Gwyneth Chris on the way. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 221 on the clock. Tony Glenn Jr. Mass Gravy. Chris Sello out. What's going on with my sound in my ear? Here we go. Uh, Chris Sello <laughs> out on assignment, so... You get us two for the next, what? Uh, let's see. Not counting today's show, next uh, nine, six seven shows. Days. Six shows. Six yeah. more shows. Yeah, six more shows. Uh, Wish went, it was like 20. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we, went to, we went to break uh, talking a little bit about Juan moving from outfield to DH. I've, I've heard this sentiment. By the way, uh, he hit a, another home run last He's night. He's at 30. He's at 30 home runs. He's at 30. Um, I guess uh, this morning, uh, was it Enos on, on with... with yes. Uh, Enos with, Saris was on with Ben and Woods talking about this very thing. You got the sound? I do. Here it is. One thing that is interesting about DH is that I believe, and this is not necessarily shared by every analyst uh, that is looking to the topic, but I believe it's a skill. And one of the... There's different ways that you can sort of prove it's a skill, but one of the ways I see it is more anecdotal is if you just look at David Ortiz and how he was as a DH, that's how you can be a successful DH, which is to say he was on the top step. He was telling other players what pitch was coming. Uh, there was a, there was a, a famous anecdote that he would tell, he would yell out the, the pitch was coming as, uh, before it came uh, for his other, for other batters on the team. So that's the kind of engagement you need to do because what happens is, and I talked to J.D. Davis a lot about this, is you get cold. You're not playing in the field, so your body gets cold. Do you then go down, you know, into the into the dugout, past the dugout, and, and, and get on a bike? Well, then you're not engaged in the game. You're just on a bike. And the lights are different. You're in the, you're in the tunnel doing the, the, the bike, and then you come out and the lights are different. So there's this whole skill to being a DH that, is the reason why most players are 10% worse as a DH than they would be in the field. And I bet you Soto's just reacting to that instinctively, just being like, you know, I want to be engaged. I want to be in the game. I don't know that it has to go from left field to DH. I would at least try him at first base before he gets to DH. And you could get a 10, 10 years of first base out of him before he really has to be in DH. The problem is his leg. Uh, I think that, you know, I mean, maybe focus, but uh, that's, a little bit more that's harder for me to see i see him enough but uh and i i do see him do not great roots and draw and draw balls that i think he could have gotten to but uh, i see some problem in the legs 
uh, they haven't been the same as they were when he was uh, first in the league. Yeah, I mean, that tends to happen as you, you get older. You, I mean, you, Juan's you, only 24. <laughs> I mean, but I'm still, like, you, you're at 24, your legs aren't as fresh as they are at 19. That's true. At 20. And, you know, I, you know, I, it's, first of all, I think Enos is right. I think uh, there is a skill to it, and not everybody has that skill set. I don't know if it's necessarily being on the top step and telling hitters what pitches is coming, but you do have to to be engaged. And there's enough time in the game for, and there's enough TVs in those those uh, batting cages where you can stay engaged. Like after you're at bat and you're you're another eight at bat at bats away, um, you can there you can stay engaged in the game. And as you get closer to, uh, I've seen guys do it and 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 pull it off and and be okay on it. But I do think I do agree with him the fact that there is a, a certain not everybody is cut out to be a DH. It sounds like it would be extremely difficult to just be a DH just because you're like he said when you're you not grow, in when, the flow of the game. When, not only that, when you come up through the minor leagues and like you're moving around because you don't really have a position and you're you know you're not the best defender, that's different. You're already kind of conditioned at that point like I want to I want to I'm going to hit. Like that's going to be my thing. That's not how Juan was was his condition. He came up as as an outfielder. He's played left. He's played right. He's back in left this year. Um, I was just trying to look up his uh, fielding percentage. No, don't look up fielding percentage. Look up defensive runs saved. Oh, duh. Because okay, fielding percentage is, is not. Well, I couldn't figure out defensive runs saved. <laughs> I couldn't remember, so I panicked, and I went to I went to that. Fielding percentage? Yeah, I went to fielding percentage. Well, he's got he's he's up there with fielding percentage. But give me a second, I'll find this whole thing with one. So up there as he has a high fielding percentage. He has a he's got uh, just because we're talking about it. He has a point nine eight eight fielding percentage. So almost ninety nine percent fielding percentage. That's all right. That's that's pretty good. Now, according to his runs saved, where is he at? There's some other guy named Levon Soto apparently. He's minus four. He's minus four. So he's he's lost you four runs on the year. I mean, that's not terrible. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this. He's lost you four runs on the year. How many runs has he gotten you? A lot. Okay. so A, a lot my, more. My point is, everybody on the field doesn't have to be gold glove caliber, right? Yeah. And as long as he's not losing you games on a consistent basis, or even, even a, you know, rarely, right? Like, I can't... I can think of one game in which he made a play that cost them a game. I would say he's he's made more mistakes on the bases than he's made in the field. Okay, that's fair. You know? um, and by the way, someone DM me the other day and said the beginning of the end for the season was when Juan Soto ended Xander Bogart's streak because of that whole base running gaffe back in the early part of the season where Xander hit like a double but Juan didn't go. <laughs> he didn't run. He, <laughs> and so Xander's right. uh, on base streak ended. But someone DM me that. Uh, who do you think? It, who do you know? Who is the top DRS guy in the league right I think now? It's Fernando. It's not. He's second. Oh, it's Hassan. It's Varsho. Dalton Varsho. Oh. Isn't that kind of crazy? Oh, we're talking outfielders. Oh yeah, outfielders. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I knew him and Varsho and Toddy have been going back and forth. That's why I guessed him. Uh, Toddy's a twenty-four defensive run save, but he's, he's been phenomenal out there. By the way, like, and, and so my point. I don't want to get off off of where I was. I don't think it's that time to to be thinking about moving Juan anywhere. Here's uh, another outfielder that hits a lot of home runs. 
And uh, he doesn't get many hits, though. Kyle Schwarber is minus 21 defensive runs saved. And if, if, you've watched, if you've watched Kyle play outfield, you understand why he's a minus, minus 20. Now, again, what you're losing and what you're getting. I mean, he's hit over 40 home runs. He's got a, got close to 100 RBIs. I would, I would think so. He's close. You know who's second? Oh, gosh, man. Remember this name that everybody second was all worst. up in arms? Yeah, second worst. All up in arms over this. Asturi Ruiz, minus 18 defensive runs yeah. saved. Yeah. Uh, I, okay, so you, you've convinced me so that again, Juan Soto's so again, not a bad fielder. So, again, Asturi, right, doesn't look like a guy that is going to be a bad defender. Yeah, and he is. Yeah, Second according worst, to the metric. At least from a defensive uh, run save standpoint. Yeah, I mean, you've sold me. Juan Soto needs to stay in the I'm field. just saying, he doesn't. it's not time. It's not that time yet. It's not that time. When it's all said and done this year, this cat's going to end up somewhere between 30 and 35 homers, 95 and 100-plus RBIs, on base through the roof. I think he, he toggles. I write these down every day. He toggles between... 399 on base percentage and 400. It like goes up and down every day. He's got a ton of at bats at this point. Slugging, I mean, there, there's there's just not. He leads the Padres in almost every offensive statistical category. So he scored 83 runs this year. So you take away four, he's uh, netted 79. But I, I can also say like. You, this, can't, you this, can't really do it like that because I know, I know. Okay, so that, that's just crazy <laughs> math right there. Uh, I was like, okay, yeah, he's plus 79, plus 79. But. Yeah. I would also I, I don't think this number accounts for like times in the game. Like is it a is it a critical moment in the game? Yeah. Um and, and I and I don't know off the top of my head that I could call out something it's happened a few times it, this it year. It definitely has. He's taken bad routes. He's, you know, dropped some ones that he should catch. Um but to me when I watch him play out now Phil, effort is there. He's not like lollygagging or, you know, Cadillacking or, you know, he he's He's trying, and you know sometimes I don't know if it's a concentration thing or you're not you know seeing it well off the bat. But the routes can be better at times. But to me, he's not enough of a liability to move him to the designated hitter role. Is um, not for, to mention he sounds like he doesn't want to. Yes, I, I yeah I gather that too. His or his uh, feelings about it also count for, towards the decision, not just well, ours. Well, well, best the thing is, do you if if it's not something he is embracing. He's not going to be fully into it. Not going to be. Uh, It's not going to be into it. The other thing is, um, I've seen this a little bit written from certain people around baseball, but Fernando's in right field. I know we don't want to move Fernando. Center field. No, left field. Put Juan back in right field. No. What's the difference between left field and right field? I thought I thought Juan was far is far better in left than he really in right. So what's the difference? The angles. um, The ball plays differently. Right-handers who pull the ball generally have hook to the mm, baseball. Okay. Um, when a lefty pulls a baseball, it's it stays it's true. So you're dealing with different spins. The ball's coming off the bat differently a lot of times. Um, I've always I always felt that left field from an angle standpoint was more difficult than right. But uh, right, you had to have the stronger arm, and in, and in Petco Park is specifically right field is a bigger territory to to cover. Yeah. And so having Fernando in in our particular stadium 
really works well because he has he has the ability to kind of go get it. We've I seen get, him go yeah. into that right center field gap, and that's the deepest part. I, of I don't part. know that that's something Juan can do at the level that Toddy's doing. I gotcha. You know what I'm saying? It's a, a lot shorter distance to cover in left field at Petco Park. Well, I don't think he's just going to be a DH. I think he's going to be a fielder, yeah, and yeah. a hitter. I agree. All right, let's uh, let's get to break. We got to rate the radio call. When we return, Scrape, you said it sounded like oh, you wanted to say something. No, but um, we could talk about Kind Bloom at some point, too. We do need to get that in as well. More Gwen and Chris in the way. <laughs> 2.38 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. Some wild stuff happening here. Adam's like doing crab walks Adam in Clues the studio. <laughs> passionate about some college football, man. He does love his college football. Uh, Want to stay connected with Gwen and Chris all week long? Give us a follow in the Odyssey app for easy access to clips, show reminders, and more. Simply download the Odyssey app and follow Gwen and Chris to listen to us no matter where you are. Rate the radio call. Uh, we'll have in a second. You wanted to brush up some some other co- topics before yeah, we get there? Yeah, I mean, I know it's all the way across the country, but it's a pretty big deal that the Red Sox fired their uh, former GM now, Kyle Bloom, and he is... Uh, I got a lot of messages after this happened, and I thought about this a lot, and I know that every organization is different. What messages did you get? I got messages, of course, when you see a GM fired, there is many messages about A.J. Preller being fired Mm -hmm. as well. And I think that it's a good conversation to have because every organization is different. They fired Kyle Bloom. They did not fire their manager. And so would the Padres let go of A.J. Preller and not fire Bob Melvin, if this is a possibility for the Red Sox, I think it's a possibility for anyone because the Red Sox are one of those teams with huge tradition and it, it's it's um, you're, they're keeping Alex Cora. So I don't know. I, I don't know that this is going to make the Padres to do something more, but it's just an interesting thing to, to compare. I think it'll have no bearing. On what the Padres <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um um, Bloom, I mean, he he inherited a really good roster from uh, Mike Dabrowski, who is now the GM for the Phillies. And they won a title, I believe, in that first first year. Oh, of the first year of his roster? Of, his, of that roster. Okay. I shouldn't say they didn't win a title. They got to an NLC, ALCS okay. uh, and lost. Since then, as he has, you know, and listen, we could debate whether he was told he had to trade bets. That deal has not worked out at all. It worked out as as well as we thought it would when it when it for the Red were, Sox. It has not worked. No, out. has not worked out. Um, I can't remember if Chris Sale was on his watch of the the extension. He's been banged up, hasn't been healthy, and I know that's really bad luck on 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 his part. But it hasn't worked, and they haven't played well in that time frame. Uh, it's clear that Alex, Alex Cora was never in jeopardy, right? I mean, he was suspended for a season, and the I moment know. that they could hire him again, they did that. Didn't waste any time. So uh, I, that's not a surprise. As as what that means for San Diego, I don't I don't know that it means anything. As I told you yesterday, when Andy Green was let go, you could kind of feel that. When Jace was let go, you could you could feel that that coming. I don't know what to think on this one. Hmm. It's not. It is. It's not 
you know, along those lines uh, that it was the first two times. That was those were my experiences. Yeah, with it, like you could cut tension with a knife those first two times. This one doesn't doesn't feel like that. It doesn't mean that it will or won't. Um, and in terms of AJ, I don't know that there's been any sign that that's something Peter Seidler's even thinking about. No, I, I agree. There's been zero sign of it. But uh, the more I think about it, I mean, this this whole year, you could you could say it's the players' fault. You could say it's the manager's fault. I, I I hate talking about guys' jobs and saying I want to fire them, but I, like, I don't seem like it. Seems like you enjoy. I, I do. No, I don't because <laughs> I'm yeah, just right, I, with yeah, because I'm stumbling all over my words <laughs> trying to find the right words. <laughs> just messing but with you. To me, if anyone is to go out of this whole thing, I believe it has to be AJ Preller because he's been here the longest, and he's also hired or had three managers under his watch. Um, he's made some great trades. He's made some trades that whiffed, but. He didn't address the bench, I think, enough this year, and that was glaring throughout the entire season. And you think that was the most glaring thing about the no, season was the bench? No, but you said it was the most glaring thing. It, no, I was saying it was glaring. Every, oh, okay. Like there was a lot of losses where it was like, okay, we could have if the we Padres, had a better bench, we exactly. would have won that game. See, I don't know that I can actually <laughs> say that. But, <laughs> That's what you just said. But we've talked all year. And I have come to believe that the manager is only able to work with what he's given. And that's AJ's job, is to give him the best possible roster. Now, did we all think they had the best possible roster going into the yes. season? We did. But maybe there wasn't enough moves made during the season to try to get them out of the tailspin. What, what moves would those have been? Like, what, were you, what would you have addressed? Uh, the bench, I'm telling you. Because Matt Carpenter and, uh, okay. and Nelson Cruz... Uh, so that's what okay, we're let's about. go DH and bench. Okay. I'm with you. Because those two, they, we all liked it going into the year, but it just didn't work out. Nelson Cruz hasn't been with the team since, like, May. Matt Carpenter so, somehow is still with the team, but he he's not producing. And so they need someone in that spot that's producing. I don't disagree with you that those moves did not work out. And I think there was some – whether we said it out loud or not, even when those those two signs, there was there was some risk involved. Yeah, right. Older players, Both older. One of which um, had declined in a in a kind of a, a significant way. Nelson going last year, he had his eyes addressed. We thought that would be, you know, something that could maybe help him help him, and we kind of hung on to that. Right, we talked he, about he it a little bit. Hit too bad while he was here. It wasn't the type of production you you wanted from the, no. that spot. No, and the same goes for Matt, which is why he didn't play for such a long period of time, because it was just you know he, he was he was struggling. It wasn't working. So I mean, those moves certainly didn't work out, and they certainly have contributed to the lack of success this season. I also not a pile on, I guess. I also feel like the contracts were all good, and I'm all good with all those contracts. Uh, the one contract I'm not. Thinking, uh, thinking was a mistake was the two-year deal for Matt Carpenter with a player option in the middle. So they are locked into paying him twelve million dollars for this season and for next season. Is it twelve? It's six million dollars a year, oh, I believe. So, so six. So, six but this they year, gave him the choice whether or not he wants to come back. And, and I know it's only six million dollars, and I'm really nitpicking at this point. But, but your your original point was that the bench, the bench was, needed help, needed help, and the, that money could have went elsewhere. Adam Engel was a guy. You know that they brought in, and he didn't last very long. No. There's been some whiffs this year in a year that you couldn't have whiffs. Yeah, that, that's that's fair. That is all fair.
Uh, didn't disparage anybody you, you too feel, much. You feel better? I do feel better. It's All off right. my chest now. Let's go ahead and move to uh, Rate the Radio Call. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. From the really, really good. Back to the wall. It's gone. Home run derby. And there will be tomorrow. To the really, really bad. Bravo, right open. He throws. It's caught. <laughs> Nixon streaking down the sideline to the 20. Gets a block oh, baby, from Chase. Baby. And runs it into the end. We got some radio calls. Gwen and Chris are going to rate them. Right-handed hitter back in there. Strasburg ready to go. It's Rate the Radio Call. The one-two pitch slider. Strike three. Oh, a no-hitter. On 97.3 The Fan. Before we get into Rate the Radio Call, this hour on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by BalancePro.org. Are you worried you are going to lose your home? The Balance Foreclosure Prevention Team can help provide assistance and info to guide you to avoid default and foreclosure. Call to schedule an appointment at 888-456-2227 or visit BalancePro.org. Now, we said it a couple, I think, a couple segments ago, but unfortunately our guy... Dave Lapham, I believe, is his name. He uh, is not going to be in this one because the Bengals played so bad that I couldn't even find any of the clips that he had out there. So we are going to have a couple NFL clips. We're going to also uh, have a couple baseball clips as well and one college football clip. Uh, real quick, though, since we are doing Rate the Radio Call, I felt like this was uh, you know news that matched this segment. Per the New York Post, both John Sterling and Susan Waldman will be absent from the team's radio call on WFAN over the weekend. It's the first time that both have been absent from a game since 1989. Wow, I hope everybody's... Uh... Oh, everybody's fine. Everybody's okay. fine. Uh, she had, or she uh, is observing Rosh Hashanah, and uh, John Sterling has cut down his travel, and they didn't really think it was necessary to send him to Pittsburgh while the, pod, or the Padres, the Yankees, are out. Yeah. Susan was is is awesome, by the way. Really? I got a chance to meet her uh, in New York. Uh, I think John was out at that point, too. I think he uh, had, was um, coming off of being sick, but she is, uh, she is a treat to be around. She is just <laughs> a ball of energy and 
Somebody who loves, loves baseball. All right, I digress. Go no, ahead. no. As a baseball nerd, like hearing the same two voices since 1989 and then hearing new voices is very, very Oh, there's going to be some upset people. <laughs> for sure. They have their regular fill-in guys. And by the way, I need to figure out who these guys' agents are or something because one of them is 24 years old and one of them is 36 years yeah, old. But considering that neither of those two very rarely miss very many games, I mean, they, they probably... They probably True. don't get as much, as much work. I'd rather have this job doing it every day than once a year. <laughs> once a year. All right, let's get into rate the radio call. What we do here is play some of the radio calls that we've heard in the last week or so, and we're going to rate them between 1 and 10, 1 being a terrible call and 10 being the perfect call. So here's the first one, and it's a pretty well-known play at this point, the Jets punt return in overtime. And this comes from the Jets radio network. And getting away a line drive kick is Sam Martin. Gibson runs under it at the Jet 35. Starts to his left, gets to the 40, turns the corner at the 45, 50. Blockers in front at the 40, at the Bills 30, inside the 20. Stubby steps to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! It's a Jet touchdown! This game is over! What a way to end Monday Night Football! Gibson's going to take this one back 63 yards for the touchdown. I always appreciate when the uh, color analyst comes in there and just is so excited to say all the stuff. He was like he was released out of a cage. Like he could, the, 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 and listen, I've been there before, like on a big home run. You, you want to like, <laughs> like jump in there, but you know it's not your turn. And yeah. uh, I, I can I can I can feel where he was coming from. Like, He's like that, ready to go. That was all like ready. bottled up, but he was he did not step on it. He, he did, did not. not step on his play by play guy. He let him finish. One to ten rate that radio call. That's an eight. I did. Okay. It's a strong call. Uh, week one. Walk off. Aaron Rodgers injury. Off, yeah, walk off. 9-11. 9-11 walk off punt return for the dude that we all saw on hard knocks. Thought he was getting cut. Make the team, and then what? A couple weeks later, runs back a punt to, to the win house. the game. Which yeah, that's, that's an eight. Yeah, I can't go higher than you, but I'll give it an eight too. That was very strong. He described everything really well, uh, and he also kind of matched how I watched the play live. Like he his, he has space when he said he stutter steps. Yeah, you can you can visualize because if you've seen the play, you can yeah. visualize him now cutting back. Uh, he like it was weird. Gibson like did this like matrix move because the punter who was being blocked like tried to like I don't know he like tried to like grab him or shove him. Oh, it was the worst attempt at a tackle of <laughs> he, all time. He just kind of matrixed him. He did, and then stutter stepped, went through the hole, and then he almost outran his blocker at the very beginning. He slowed down, let the blocker go. He set it up nice. You know, I'm gonna say seven and a half actually because he didn't mention that there was a tripping play that should have uh, called the touchdown. Back. You can't you you can't <laughs> minus. Him for something that didn't happen. I know, I know. That was a good call, though. It was a good moment, but I, the whole time I just wanted Garrett Wilson to get one more catch from me. You know, I would have won my fantasy game, so I was very angry. I needed about 12, 13 more catches from Garrett okay, Wilson. Okay, that may have not have happened in the overtime <laughs> period. <laughs> the next one we are going to do is uh, something that we heard the other day, but we have to bring it back for rate the radio call. It would be the Cowboys blocking a field oh, goal, yeah, this is taking good. it to the house against the Giants on Sunday Night Football. Here it is on the Cowboys radio. Radio Network. Field goal from the left hash. And that ball is mishandled. Blocked and picked up by the Cowboys defender on the right <laughs> sideline. It is Noah Egan Benamaki, and he wins it in for a touchdown uh, for Dallas. It was Ronye Thomas with the block.
Oh man, that that is is, just, I can do that a million that is, times. That is just Eagle <laughs> This is my favorite part of the whole thing. The Cowboys defender. <laughs> the Cowboys defender. I will give him credit. Here's how you spell this guy's name: I G B I N O G H E N E. As I said, it takes courage to just say it. To say it. He went back to it because the Cowboys chances, defender checking chances, sheet, checking chances, sheet. No, chances are. He knew who it was, and he just went back to double check. Like, please let this be somebody. It's a big up. call. And then he he had he had to say it. He had he to he had to he had to risk it all. Uh, so one to ten, I'm up first. Rate the radio call. I'm gonna give this one a. I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven because he did stick with it and he went for it and he didn't just like in the call say the wrong name. Poor Jets guy, he got a seven and a half. And he did everything right. And, You're right. And now we're giving. I'm going to give him a six. Okay. I'm going to give him a six for this one, just because he should know that name off the top of his head and how to pronounce it. It is his team that is uh, playing. Tony, what do you think? One to ten. I'm going to say it's a six. Okay. I, a couple caveats. Week one, and I know he probably should know all the names by week, but the, that, the that pre- name was just traded the, over the, by the pre- way. Yeah, that guy, and he just not, got not over. Name. He just got over there, right? So, I think he should get a pass for that. Um, what else was? I had another reason why I thought he should get a pass. Because it, oh, that play in particular is a wild play. It is. You got dudes diving around for the ball. It's a scramble. Picks it up. And now you got to locate number, and then at least look at the length of the last name. Yeah, on, it's tough. And now you're like, oh man, I think it's the new guy. Let me look down here. Igabinagami. No, you're supposed to, when you're supposed oh, to hit oh, the button. Oh yes, straight. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, so when you look down at your sheet, and you're like, oh no. Oh, I could listen to that so many times, honestly. Yeah, he gets a six. All right, six. That's a respectable score. Same one I gave him. Uh, Wake Forest. Real quick, we are running out of time. But this had a lot going on. It was a punt. Here we go. On fourth down and six. Snap is good. Here's the kick out of there for just barely. Flags will fly. This will be roughing or at least running into the kicker. The uh, fumble has been uh, recovered by Wake. The punt returner fumbled it. Scooped up and a touchdown. Is that going to be a fumble or a muff? Brendan Harris returns it for a touchdown. I think on the field they ruled it a fumble, not a muff. You cannot return a muff. You can return a fumble. And this will result in a Wake Forest touchdown at least right now, I believe. All right, so there's a lot going on there. Yeah, this would drive my man Chris Ello nuts. Yeah, it was. He's asking questions to the radio listener who can't see anything. This would this would really get in Chris's craw. Craw. So are you going to cha- channel Chris right now? I, I am going to channel Chris. What are you going to give him? I'm going to give him a five. A five? Yeah. Wow, it's better than I thought you were going yeah. to give him. Um, yeah, there was a lot going on. If I listen to that, I have no idea what's going on. The I didn't only see thing, the play, so I, I'm completely dark on this. The one. only thing is that he said that he muffed it too many times, and I just, <laughs> I just can't with that. I mean, I know that's the term for it, but... Anyway, that's enough about that. So that's a rate the radio call. Actually, you know what? We have a second. Let's just listen to this. We don't need to rate it. It's Cedric Mould hitting a grand slam. Here's the pitch. And it's hit in the air right field deep. Walker back at the track in front of the high wall. He is
That sounds good. That would have got a high score for that me. That would have got a high score for me, too. So that's it. Four. Rate the radio call. Oh, Daily Gambit. You're just looking at me. Handle it, dog. Uh, I actually put some good bets together. We're also going to uh, check in on Blake Snell's chances in the Cy Young. Daily Gambit next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 